Welcome to another episode of Home Theater United. I'm Sam Poston, and tonight I have two guests uh, who are in the middle of setting up their own home theaters. Um, we have Dave Hahn, who's a uh, <laughs> Home Theater Forum uh, alumnus. Dave, you want to say hi real fast? Hello. Hey, and welcome to the show. And we also have... Uh, Todd Rice, who's one of my neighbors from back up in Jersey, and Todd and I have talked about his build for, oh gosh, going on a couple years now, and he's just getting kicked that kicked off. Todd, you want to say hi too? Uh, yes, hello everyone. Welcome, welcome to both of you guys. Um, I'm going to do a little uh, talk about some things going on with my home theater and the podcast, and uh, I'll uh, have you guys back on in just a second, but welcome to the show, and we'll get to you guys in just a minute. So first off, uh, I was super excited tonight to have uh, the Roadcaster 2 by Rode as um, the technology backing this podcast. And boy, oh boy, has it been an absolute disaster of a launch for me. It's got some really, really cool features. I can do things like... Uh, <laughs> all kinds of dumb buttons, and I can set up my voice to... Bunch of different sounds, and I can eat myself. So it, it's it's got the possibility that it'll turn around sometime soon. But but boy, man, the the actual setup of this thing's been an absolute disaster. So I'm not going to play with any of those toys tonight. After here, uh, and I will uh, apologize <laughs> for all all that goofiness but uh, hopefully we get that set up and running and we can uh, have uh, some better sound effects for things like our spoiler alert which uh, many of you guys might know that Todd created our original spoiler alert song so thank you for that Todd and um, let's see what else oh um, I've got the uh, LG G2 up and running that's been absolutely great, although uh, there's some frustration getting HGIG HDR working on it. And boy, I've been in the middle of a, almost a, a fight over at AV, or AVS on that. Uh, but uh, shout out to Classy Tech for, for uh, noting that it got fixed and up and running. And I'm looking, uh, looking forward to making all my video games look the best that they can. So with that, I'm going to bring our guests back and uh, let's, uh, let's talk about your guys' experiences. Let's start with you, Todd. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about your build and where you are uh, with, uh, with, with, your, uh, with your setup? Um, sure. So, so as Sam knows, um, my wife and I, we're, we're, we're moving homes, we're, we're downsizing, we're preparing for uh, retirement. And uh, along with that, gives, gave us an opportunity to remodel the, the house that we're uh, going to be moving into. Uh, Sam came over, uh, I guess, last August, and we did some measurements in the basement, talked yep. about some initial things, some planning. And I also have plans um, to do pretty good setup in the living room area. Uh, and a little background, the, the house I, I, I currently live in, was built in like 1897, so it's about 125 years old. So the rooms are very small, um, not a lot of room to do stuff. And uh, what I had there, what I currently have there is a 46-inch Samsung, which is about 10 years old. So it's not smart, you know, no capability for apps and anything. Very limited on what I could do. And I just had a mishmash of uh, speakers that I've collected over the years. I had um, Bose 161s for my left and right 
and rear speakers. And in this, the center channel was a Pope speaker. And the only reason I, I picked that is because it fit the space <laughs> in the television cabinet, you know? And, yeah. and I have a, uh, I have a Sony subwoofer. Mm-hmm. So you and, got a real mutt there. Yeah, go ahead. You've got a real mutt. Right, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I upgraded the amp last year, two years ago, with Sam's re- recommendation. Uh, I'm using a Denon amp, which is pretty good. And nice. and did increase the, the quality of sound. And that's upstairs, um, right? That's not in your actual basement build yet, right? No, that's not in the basement build yet. So, right. um, so I have two builds planned, right? The living room, which is the focus right now, mm-hmm. you know, the main living area. And um, I, I know I'm probably going to get some pitchforks from Sam. Um, Never. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the television upgrade is a huge in technology. I'm going to go with a 77-inch uh, LG OLED. Nice. You know, of course, smart. Uh, I just ordered that. It's supposed to be here. Uh, it, it's Monday now when we're recording this. It's supposed to be here on, on Wednesday. Nice. Which, which model? Uh, so I got, um, let me see here. I got the C1 series. Okay. It's a, it's a 2021 mm-hmm. model. Um, it just got heavily discounted, so I jumped on it. I saved about, I don't know, $600 yep. by, by waiting. Uh, Sam waiting knows it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not an early adopter. I, I'll sit back and wait, and I'm always looking for a bargain. Um, and then with... Um, the sound system, here's where I might get the pitchfork because I know how uh, Sam feels about it. I am going to go with the uh, a Sonos system wireless. Mm. And uh, the reason I did that, right, now I had a real mud of a system uh, at the current house, and I wanted everything to be the same. You know, I researched, I had a build in my mind at one time for in-wall speakers. Um, there was a couple of things my wife and I talked about. One thing she didn't want was a multitude of wires. And, you know, even if I run that through the walls, right, I still have to have connections in the walls to connect to a speaker, especially the real speakers. And, you know, then I'm up in the attic and, and I just decided for convenience, I wanted to go with a system where everything was the same. So I didn't have to worry about, you know, differences in sound uh, that would work together. And then in the future, if I have to swap stuff out, I don't have to worry about, all right, well, the new left center and right channels fit in the wall. Um, you know, th- those, those kinds of concerns. Am I going to be doing major construction again when I upgrade in 10 or 15 years? Okay, So, so, with so that the, was really a driving force. So with that Sonos, you, it's not completely wireless because you still have to power them, right? Right. You have to power, yeah, all the speakers. But uh, the center channel, what I went with was the, um, what do they call it? It's the immersive set with the arc. So it comes with the subwoofer. Uh, the two rear channels, yeah, they will have to plug in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, uh, the sound bar, the arc, has Dolby technology in it. You know, it's supposed to fire up into the ceiling to give us um, sure, you know, little... those effects. Yeah. And and the thing with Sonos, right, it has a lot of technology in it to, like, kind of read the room mm-hmm. and tune using the software within to tune to the room. So we'll, we'll see how that works out. All right, well, here's what I promise you, Todd. No pitch works from me, but you are going to have to demo and learn me on that because I don't know anything at all about that technology. So it sounds cool, and uh, you're going to be the early adopter on this one. So good right. luck. Right, and, and the next time you're up to visit, you know, you're certainly uh, welcome to come over and we'll run it run it through its paces. Okay, it's a, it's a deal. So t- okay. tell me where you're at, Dave. Uh, I know that you had an existing system for the longest time. What What's going on with you? 
Well, everything has been replaced. Okay. Um, the uh, I had projector, and you know, back in the day, I had the projector and an Oppo DVD player, and I could pixel match with the projector, and that you know, 20 years ago was a big, big deal. Sure. And uh, I had uh, a really good Denon AVR, you know, near top the line AVR and uh, FVS sub. And so things were good, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, Ascend Acoustics, the uh, CBM 170s, which were legendary and they were, they were nice speakers. But, you know, after 20 years, uh, well, after about 15 years, I went through two projectors. And then finally I was like, I'm going to wait because it was kind of HD was coming in and uh, I wanted to wait. So I got a, a 50 inch 1080i flat screen and uh, then my AVR gave out. And again, I wasn't ready. I just got a very inexpensive Denon. Um, so the time came and I decided it was time because there was a, a lot of good stuff uh, that was streaming and I wanted to see that in, in good quality. Mm-hmm. And so to make long story short, I ended up with uh, a budget display. It's an Insignia 75-inch uh, F30 series. It's a year old. I got it for 650. Nice. Um, it's 4K UHD, you know, 2000 uh, display. So uh, read a lot of reviews, did a lot of research, um, and the review that sold me on it was, you know, once calibrated with the new calibration discs, which I can't remember the name of. Uh, Spears and Munsell, that, maybe. That's the one. I bet. Uh, Highly recommended. The, go ahead. Highly recommended. Yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not especially intuitive, but you know, I probably did thirty setups with the old home theater uh, calibration disc. What was that? Home Theater Essentials. Yes. Yeah. DVD Essentials. DVD Essentials. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So yeah. it, it kind of follows that. So, yes, after I calibrated the display um, and turned off all the silly filters and everything, I got a very nice picture. I'm not I'm not noticing any motion artifacts or fallout or anything. So well, very I, happy. That That's awesome. I, I, I'll say a couple things about that. One... Uh, Spears and Munsell has a new 4K disc coming out. I think it may be available on their website already. If not, it's going to be soon. I, I know it's not on Amazon because I've been been watching for that. Uh, okay. Two, uh, you are a besides being a home theater forum alumni, you are also a Scooter Palooza alumni, and which that's where you and I previously met, right? That's right. And so um, Scooter is sadly missed, and poor one out for him. And uh, God rest we, his soul. Yeah, man, what a guy. What an absolute uh, champion of, of this hobby and guy that just could be infectious with uh, with his enthusiasm for this. So, Absolutely. So I, I've definitely tried to carry that on. I, I definitely feel he's been an inspiration for the show. Um, I know when we went up to visit Jeremy Kipnis with the $6 million theater, <laughs> that that scooter came alive, and I thought he was a broadcast, um, like a news person, that he was born to do that. And wow. uh, I, it, it was like a one-hour master class in learning how to talk about this stuff. And I, I have tried my best to, to live up to that legacy. The third thing I'll say is uh, there is absolutely no shame in having budget panels. Uh, I've helped many, many friends and family install them in their home. Um, 
I have not put one in my house, but uh, with the exception of the Vizio P-Series, P which is, I guess, they're premium, but Vizio is still not a, you know, a premium. It's the, it's the premium right. product from a non-premium brand. And boy, man, I, I tell you, just a, uh, a, a middle-of-the-road panel these days is so much better than anything we had 10 years ago that uh that's I, that's just it you know i mean if, if i were you know you and i used to to read and and post on the forum on a daily basis yep. in tech and in, in in software or discuss movies if i were on, on the theater every day i doubt that i would have bought anything i bought because i would have been you know as todd said i you know an early adapter i would have wanted the best of the mm -hmm. best of blah 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 Yep. But now, you know, I, I like my projector. It was 720p. Mm -hmm. So this display, first of all, it's like having a projector without a projector. Sure. I'm only in a 10 by 12 room. So, I mean, it's awesome. Yep. And yes, the, the quality, the display quality, as far as I'm concerned, is more than good enough. It's, it's fine. Yep. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I have been frustrated at the rising costs of projectors versus the quality compared to the panels and yes. the panels are getting so much better so mm -hmm. much faster than the projectors you, you tell me that a good projector is 15 grand now and i'm like well i guess i'll buy a smaller panel you know and live with it so we'll see I that these 97s okay. are going are really given the 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 120 inch projectors a run for their money so we'll see I how things so. shake out you know, bank for a buck. Yep. And you've got to mount it and set it up and run wires. Uh, and and sometimes they can be noisy, and then you have to worry about bulb life. And yep. so, no, I'm very happy. And to continue with my setup, if you want me to. Sure. Uh, looked looked longer and harder at speakers, mm -hmm. and ended up with the Elac debut 2.0s yeah they're very popular on home theater forum these days they're, they're a great recommendation i haven't listened to them yet but people rave about the bang for the buck out of this the way that they used to with paradigm yes uh they're very they're, uh remind me a lot of of the send acoustics uh okay but yeah they're very quality good build uh, not cheap looking at all uh but the sound wise very very nice and of course you know i got the, the six and a half inch for front left and right and the center and the five and a quarter inch for the surrounds nice and then i got you know for me which is almost science fiction i got the atmos speakers <laughs> oh and what, what kind are you doing are you doing bounce or you got ceilings i'm doing bounce okay doing bounce they're right on top of the front left and right they're designed for it elac whatever whatever model it is um so I've got, you know, uh, as Todd mentioned, all the speakers match, which we knew back in the day it was important for those tweeters to, sure. to match. Or, yeah, 100%. Um, and and uh, crazy enough, I went back to Crutchfield to read about the Elax again on Memorial Day weekend, and they were all on sale, 100 off. Oh, a okay. Pair. So I saved uh, $350 on the purchase. <laughs> oh, oh you, you were able to get in on the sale. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's that's what pushed me. I was like, okay, I guess this is the one I'm gonna get. It's and, a sign. Uh, <laughs> it was a sign. So yep. very happy with that. Very happy with the display. I got a Denon. Uh, what was it? S760H. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, mid range. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so it, much more than you know back in the day. Back in the day, it would have yeah. been. It's got Atmos and Odyssey, and if that's all, all that you need, then that's great. That's all. It's a small room. Yep. You know, seventy-five yep. watts per channel is fine. Yep. yep. Um, and I'm very happy with that. I've been. I've always had Denon, so the you know the the setup is still a pain in the butt. Yep. Oh <laughs> I yeah. I mean, but uh, but you've I got. You've got some history there where maybe a Todd, you know, somebody like Todd coming into it, um, you know, is, is learning as they go. Right. Right. Yeah. Sam, when you recommended the Denon speaker, it actually came with um, a mic along with it that I put out at different points in the room. Oh, the so it could read the room even in, in the, even in the old house to maximize, um, you know, where it's going to send a signal and, and how. Yeah. Not the speaker, but the AVR. Right, you use right. The, use the Odyssey software to balance out your system. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep, and so we we've had calibrators in like Greg Lowen, um, you know, and I think even Adam Gregorich from the the forum. They are they feel that uh, Odyssey is kind of stagnated and could be doing better, but I think for the the entry level person into the hobby and even somebody like me, uh, it does everything I need it to do. And could could it be a little bit more laser accurate? Sure. Could it be a little bit more user friendly? Sure. Does it take you know twenty minutes to do it a couple times? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I am a huge fan of the Odyssey and and just letting it you know set it and forget it kind of deal. It works for me. It sounds great. Um, the only time I don't use it sometimes you know if I'm doing critical listening on lossless uh, music, mm -hmm. I'll go pure. Ah, okay. Oh, but, you uh, mean you mean use the pure setting of the receiver? Yes. Oh, so that so that still uses the balancing of the um the atmo uh, the uh, Odyssey. What it uses that, the balancing, but it takes all the EQ out. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I I run pure a hundred percent of the time, even in, and it you know uses the balancing that I've set up, which is all I all I want from it. Cool. So. So let me ask both of you guys this, and I'll start with you, Todd. Um, where did where did you go to kind of recalibrate? Did did you do all the research on your own? Did you follow any kind of forums like Home Theater Forum or AVS or or any of the others that are out there? You know, Blu-ray.com or HDDN or any of those guys, or are you basically you know following like uh, magazines or anything like that? Or where where did you start? Yeah, so I did a lot of research on my own, uh, you know, going on the internet, looking at different reviews, mm -hmm. um, going out and, and listening. Uh, years ago, uh, when, when I first got into audio stuff, it was more music related, right? Like back in 1987, mm -hmm. uh, I was in the Air Force Station in Germany. Uh, prior to that, all I ever had was stuff you bought right off the shelf, right? You, yep. You would ha you'd have a speaker that had, it looked like it had a tweeter mid-range and sub but it really didn't it just had one speaker <laughs> behind the phone and as I, I got over there and got with a bunch of guys i really started learning about good stuff and you know it would always become a debate about you know the 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 gain the power the the you know mm -hmm. how good things are and and one guy gave me a, a really good advice and his name was scooter his nickname was scooter as well nice uh he said you know he says you can read all the tech data sheets and all those reviews, he says, but just remember one thing, your ears can't read. <laughs> he says, he says, I mean, that was the best piece of advice I got. He's going and listen, 
and he says, close your eyes and listen and have them, you know, yeah. switch between the different speakers. And that's what I would do. And uh, the first, the, the first really expensive pair of speakers I bought were uh, some Klipsch KG4s. Okay. And it came down between them and the Fortes. And the Fortes were literally twice as much as the KG4s. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I took Scooter's advice. I shut my eyes and they switched in between, uh, between the two. And I could hear some little nuances and differences, but I didn't hear uh, twice as much money you know, <laughs> difference to warrant, warrant buying uh, the Fortes. And I still have those Klipsch KG4s. I bought them probably uh, 87 or 88. Yep. They still work fantastic. Sure. And they're going to be part of uh, my build in the basement because I want to do a vintage build, for lack of a better term. Oh, nice. And, yeah, I'm going to use uh, my plan as I, I purchased uh, off of eBay. I found three uh, Klipsch Heresy speakers that I want to use for the left, center, and right channel. Mm-hmm. And then my KG4s will be the rear channels. Nice. And and the basement's going to be more of like a multimedia mm-hmm. entertainment room because it's it's really deep. You know, it's like um, I remember, feet yeah. deep, yeah. 13 feet wide. And I just couldn't bring myself to make it a dedicated room right? just keep... for movies because I, I just felt it could be so much more. Are you you know, keep... maybe, a, maybe a game room, pool table, stuff like that. And it's going to be more more music and maybe watching sports down there. Nice. Are you keeping the bar? Oh, I am keeping the bar. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's part, important. That's part of it. So that, got a bar that, built in already. So everybody, everybody walks in and they say, you're going to keep the bar, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm keeping the bar. <laughs> so that actually leads me to my next question. Were you able to, to demo the Sonos before you bought in? Um, I, I, I've been to like Best Buy and listen to them. Okay. They have them on the so, shelves where you can listen to them there. I, yeah, I've never seen yeah. them out. The Best Buy around here has a pretty good listening room with a lot of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Is so, that a Magnolia? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then and, um, they got a forty-five day return policy, so okay, well <laughs> that's good. I get it set up if I don't like it. Um, but everybody I know, I, I've talked to a few people that had them. I haven't been able to listen to theirs in their home, but everybody seems to be really happy with it. So I, I think I will too, hopefully, because then I don't know what I do if I start back at square one. Well, the the thing that I'll tell you is once you got them installed and as long as you're happy with it, don't read another review ever again. That's the most important thing. If you're happy, that's all that matters. Don't worry about, you know, what anybody else is saying as long as it's working for you. Don't listen to me, don't listen to, you know, any of the podcasters or anybody like that. As long as you're happy, go with it, man. And and, and yeah. I I love the idea of um you know having something that is all in one and uh, you know you've you've got a um, you know a well integrated system so I'm looking forward to checking that out at your house. Yeah, and um, I also bought for the television. I bought um, the mount is called a mantle mount. Okay. So I can so I can pull it. You know, it'll come out a little bit and go down yep. lower if I needed to do that, mm-hmm. or if I needed to you know angle it one way or the other. So um, we, we recommend Mantle Mount a lot at Home Theater Forum. The one thing I caution people is that they had a promotion at one t- time, and I'm not sure if they still do this or not, but they would give you like a 10 or 15 bucks back if you would post a review somewhere and <laughs> successfully do it. And we've had people try to spam Home Theater Forum with those reviews, and it's like, nope, we just delete those and say thank you, but no yeah, thank you. I think what they do now is you send in a picture after you're done mm-hmm. and, and they'll uh, like a before and after and sure. they, there's some kind of prize money attached to it. 
That's awesome. And 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 again, the the technology is awesome. That uh, that they, they have found their niche, and they're they're a cool company. We've talked to them a little bit, so I uh, I, I definitely I approve. I think you're gonna love that. Uh, I you know, you know I I uh, often recommend Reddit's TV Too High subreddit to you know people that are you know mounting things ten feet up in the air, and it's just crazy. But if you've got a you've got a mantle that you want to use. Um, the mantle mount makes a, a great solution so that you can slap it up there when you want it to, to look classy and then you can bring it down without breaking your neck to actually watch it. So that's great. That I'm, I'm, I'm really enthused that you found that, Todd. That's cool. Yeah, that was our concern about having it at the right level, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't want to be like we were in the first row at the movie theater looking sure. up at the screen. Yeah. So Dave, uh, Todd had a, a really great piece of advice that he heard that, you know, did close your eyes and listen and, you know, and, and, and let your ears be the, the guide. Uh, do you have any advice that stuck with you through the years or is, you, is there anything that you wish somebody had told you before you started? Oh, uh, well, oh my God. I learned so much on home theater forum. I mean, um, we do have a lot of experts <laughs> and they're not afraid to tell do. you about it. <laughs> we do. You know, I mean, I, wanted to have the best streaming and I didn't know anything about streaming mm-hmm. and I put a thread on the forum and Todd Irwin and Scott oh. Merrifield were yeah they are on able it. to help you out so w- which streams did you go with well I ended up with the 2022 Roku Ultra okay uh, so so that's your hardware did did you have to kind of narrow down the services to go along with it or? Oh, I've had the services all okay. along Gotcha. I've got uh, Amazon Prime and Paramount Plus. Okay. And Disney Plus and Netflix. Yeah, and so so that's I mean everything's so wide there, right? If you want it all, you need ten different services. Which again, we are hearing day after day that there are too many services, and I get. I think I su- subscribe to eight right now. I'm afraid to even check my credit card bill to see how many <laughs> I'm going for because I'm invested in the Apple line too right so i'm paying for apple tv plus and netflix god only knows well i i don't know what this (laughs) so are do are you going to do discs at all too or is it 100 percent streaming okay great cool cool i've already bought three and uh i uh, well four i just ordered uh the 60th anniversary edition of lawrence of arabia oh nice nice i don't know if you know this but one of our first hollywood trips they showed us like the first ever 1080p um, uh, uh, scan of that. And boy, you know, to see that and then go to 4K and everything, man, what a what a, what a trip that movie's had. What a trip. I can remember thinking I was in heaven watching that on a 27-inch <laughs> Was it on uh, cropped VHS? <laughs> no, it was, it was uh, uh, OTR. Okay. Nice. But uh, so you can imagine how small it was. Yeah, I yeah, had to yeah. Sit in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it was OTR and it's surround sound, so I thought that was nice. awesome. Well, that's cool. So what about you, Todd? Are are, are you cross uh, discs and streams, or are you sticking with broadcast? Where are you at? Uh, well, so now with the move, right? We're trying to reduce a lot. So mm-hmm. uh, I I am on streaming big time. Okay. And Sam knows Sam knows Sam's been the beneficiary of of my downsizing. I, I sent him a couple of my criterion collections. That's right. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And um some OG so DVDs. Even, yeah. Even in my attic, I found 
I had a laser disc player and I probably had 30 or 40 laser discs. Mm. And some people don't even know what those are, right? Uh, and that's <laughs> my early adopter lesson. At one time, I was the coolest kid on the block. <laughs> Absolutely, but, man. You know, you had these huge laser laser discs the size of a vinyl LP. Yep. And and what I had forgotten when I was looking at these discs, most of them, I think all of them, you had to flip the you had to flip the disc over to continue the movie. Well, and sometimes and I, you had multiple and, discs too. Yeah. Uh, so I I had. Um, what did I have? I had the Empire Strikes Back, and that came on, I think, three discs. So you had to flip over the one, and then put the second one in, and flip it over, and then you went to a third disc to finish up the movie. And you know, we we thought that was the greatest thing back then. And it, you know, there was no Dolby stereo or anything like that. It was still just stereo. Yeah. You know, there was no center channel. Uh, I even had uh, Top Gun on Laserdisc. Nice. And, and the other thing that amazed me was how much I spent for those things because some of them still had the the label on them. So we're talking 25 years ago. And those were about $30 a piece. Oh, I and bet I thought, some of them were even more than that, Todd. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, I must have been nuts to be spending this kind of money, Well, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah. That was a lot of, that was a lot of money. Yeah, I came into the hobby at DVD. I, I, I had friends in college who were laser disc heads, and I was like, that's awesome, but I'm never going to spend $75 for a single movie. And I remember yeah, but, I, I remember my first couple DVDs were between 20 and 30 bucks. I'm like, I can live with it. And it's only gotten better from there. Yeah, and then one night at Sam's house, Sam has movie night every now and then, mm-hmm. and this has been a few years ago, we watched uh, Snowpiercer. On his, <laughs> oh, on, no. On, so, yeah, and, and I think as a group, none of us really cared for the movie. But but Sam says, hey, how'd you like the movie? Like, well, it was all right. He says, no, he says, what'd you think about the picture? Well, it was good. You know, it's it. Sam's got a pretty good home theater set up. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, that was 100% streaming. Yeah. Uh, and none of us knew the difference, right? We didn't yep. know the difference from it being a Blu-ray or, you know, a high-def Blu-ray or anything. Yep. It looked fantastic to us. And then I, because I used to be the guy, you know, I'd buy a Blu-ray and I would say, hey, Sam, I'm not using this code. Do you want it? And I would give him some of my digital codes. Mm. But then what, what a good I, friend. I started downloading digital codes. And that was kind of laborsome at first because, again, you'd have to go maybe to the Universal site and set up an account, uh, a Voodoo site set up an account, an Apple site set up an account. Um, but now I, just, I've, I have foregone uh, music CDs and and movies uh blu-rays i just do everything digital now uh i have the apple account for music right so you have access to the library i would imagine someday there's going to be a movie account as well right you pay a monthly fee and um but that might not be possible right because all the different movie houses want to own all of their stuff and get money from us individually well, well way- you can't do that now, kind of. I mean, it, oftentimes if I want to find a, an old movie that I don't have or that's in a box in storage or something, it's usually like, you know, three ninety nine for the night at Amazon. Yep. Right. So you, you're, you're, you're okay with uh, rental, Dave, right? Yeah. You yeah. know. Uh, I, I don't do a lot of rental, but I know a lot of folks who are, are super enthusiastic about it. You know, I mean, I... Uh, you know, I'm on a budget and mm-hmm. I've always tried to get the most bang for the buck. So, yeah, I'll wait for Redbox. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> but sometimes you want to see something, mm-hmm. you know, you have friends over or it's a Saturday night. You want to have a good time. And yeah, five ninety nine. I don't think that's outrageous. It's yeah. better than going to the theater. 
for sure. Unless you get a subscription like I do. <laughs> ah, well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what what do you guys think that, what do you wish the industry did better for folks like you who are, you know, not enthusiasts or at least not as big as enthusiasts and reading forums every day the way that you used to, Dave? What, what, do you, what, what could the industry do better for, uh, let's say, enthusiasts ad- adjacent, folks that, you know, know what they're doing um, but aren't, you know, a 20-year-old kid that just wants to see something on their iPad? Well, you know, I was thinking for a while there, things got so easy, there wasn't a need for home theater form. Because, you know, back in the day, the first DVD players and stuff, you had to go into sub-menus mm. and set stuff up and everything. And then eventually it was all just HDMI. Yep. But now, I mean, if you want to get the most out of your stuff, you know, I had to read and, and, and calibrate my display and I had to set up the streaming device in a certain way. And the DVD player, I just installed a HK DVD player and you have to go in and turn certain things on and switch th- uh, certain things to very specific modes and turn off other things. And that's, you know, uh, that's a pain. I, I wish I didn't have to do that. I, I wish I didn't have to spend hours going through Home Theater Forum and AVS and where else uh, to try to find that information. Well, I, I tell you, I, I consider myself pretty knowledgeable about this stuff. And I've been beating my head up against consumer electronics more this year than any than any other recently. This uh, G2 trying to get this thing uh, working with modes that it, it's not you know, it's supposed to be able to, and I don't think they're as good as others do. Um, again, I'm, I'm arguing with folks on AVS right now and they're like, oh yeah, sure. Just wave your engineering credits around. I'm like, no, I'm just telling you that it's hard even for somebody like me with 30 years of experience. How do you expect, you know, somebody coming off the street to, to try to figure this out? They're like, I figured it out. You should be able to, too. You know? Yeah. Did they figure it out? You know, well, somebody I mean, somebody people, did. Well, they they claim they did. You know, so. a lot of people don't. You know, a lot of people. I'm sure most people are very happy to take their display out of the box yep. and turn it on and plug in a DVD player and yep. off they go. They yep. don't know that they're picturing stuff and yep. they don't know that they could be getting so much more because uh, it's pretty good out of the box. Oh but, yeah, no no doubt, but. You know, those of us, you know, the, there's the saying, if you know, you know, you know, and I, I know what it should be capable of. And so what about. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd agree with both of you. And in, in, in like Dave's point, right, we pull it out of the box. And a lot of times I assume it's set up to go, but it's not. And then I, I, I discover things by accident, right, going, <laughs> going through menus and then I'll fix something. But I don't know how I fixed it because I've been. Mm. you know clicking on this i'm opening that box i'm unchecking that one yep, yep. and i was like all right how did i get the picture to look like this because it might not look like this when i turn it off and turn it back on <laughs> well the good uh, news I, the good news for most folks is if if you're doing that and you make things worse there's always factory reset on almost right? all these devices and, and, and i have done that a couple of times I, I i've done that on on a brand new multi-thousand dollar panel man it's there, there's no shame in it. Sometimes you, you get yourself too deep and frustrated and things don't work the way that you think they're going to. It's 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 a little bit rocket science, you know. I'm about to do that with this DVD place. Uh, I, you know, I, I put on I put on aliens, actually, which mm. is probably not the best reference disc to use. 
but I wanted to see what a DVD was going to look like. Sure. And, uh, you know, the best advice is to let your display do the picture enhancement and yep. not the DVD player. Yep. Uh, so I turned off the enhancement and I was not thrilled okay. with the upscaling at all. A lot of motion artifacts and skin tones. I, I was not happy. So I went and turned back, let the DVD player do it. And it seemed to be doing a little better job. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. And uh, I'm going to have to read some more. Maybe I'll start a thread at home theater forum for there it. There you go. Are are you still using that Oppo, or you got something newer than that? No, no, the Oppo died. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got an email from. They won't fix it. Well, they're uh, all about it, cell phones now. Imagine that uh, you had the best DVD players in the world, in and the world. you went off to be the tenth dumbest cell phone manufacturer. I I don't. I still don't understand that. They will sell me a new tray. A new. Oh yeah. Uh, for thirty bucks. I'm shocked at that. I didn't think they were doing any fixes anymore. So I'm going to actually, for 30 bucks, if I can get that to work again, uh, those things are selling on eBay for over 500 Not that I'd sell it, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the audio files are so into that. Yep. Distortion is ridiculously. Well, not only that, but a lot of them that you can program them to be um, multi, um, uh, they'll get around some of the... Um, uh, yes. country restrictions and stuff like that that still exist on you know the older media so um no i have a uh sony ubp x700 mm, not familiar with that one it's well they have the x800 and the x700 is again on it's, it's well liked in home theater forum cool i guess the one to have is the panasonic yes um, that's the one that i got that that lets you do the hdr modes and stuff like that uh, that's like 250, 260. That mm. was a little, little more. Maybe you know, maybe that'll be an upgrade. I don't. But so I'm not, I'm not too happy with that. I'm very happy with the Roku Ultra. Nice. It seems to be working. Although, and you're both from Jersey, so you'll like this. You'll get it. I'm watching the Yankee game, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what it's going to look like with my new Roku Ultra. Mm-hmm. Go in. I have a subscription to Major League Baseball because I live in Red Sox Nation, and then you're not going to see a Yankee game unless you pay. Mm-hmm. So. And I go and I'm watching it on Roku and it's coming in on stereo. I'm like, ah, oh, it's good. I mean, so then I go to Amazon, I go to, to the Amazon operating system on the TV. Um, and I go to MLB on that and it's in Dolby digital surround. Wow. Hmm. And I'm not happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Amazon owns 50% of the Yankees. So. Oh, is that the deal? Well, you know, I, this is, and, and, talking to Todd online, this is the deal with everything is depending on what device you use, you're going to get a different stream. So you're talking video to Todd, Todd Irwin, Todd Irwin, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Video and audio. And I guess he's pretty, he's not happy about it. Mm-hmm. He's been banging his head against the wall. And Well, uh, let, me, let me ask you a dumb question. Have you considered moving to the Apple ecosystem? Cause they've got a, a deal with MLB and football and it seems like they're poised to take over sports almost entirely yankees are the only guys i i watch okay so um and i'm not a big apple fan because they're so proprietary yep uh you know if you get itunes you have to use an iplayer and if you have an iplayer you can only use itunes etc well that that's not as true as it used to be you you can get the uh the apple app for a lot of devices now but yeah you're, you're you're definitely on the right track and you, you know, you're, you're, 
Well, that's why yeah. I didn't go in the beginning. Yeah, uh, you know, sure. I, I got an empty MP3 player and, mm-hmm. and recorded my own music over and, and was happy. But sure. Um, yes. So for me, Sam, that's why I went to Apple. I, I wanted oh. to be on one platform. Yep. I, you know, I wanted my phone connected to the computer, to the tablet, mm-hmm. and everything else. So I guess it's just a, a matter of preference, right? And, and Apple again, I think in a, uh, my goal of reduction, right? I just wanted one, mm-hmm. one world. And Apple that probably, probably makes it easier, Todd, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Apple integrates best with Sonos more than any of those other uh, platforms, too, right? uh that i don't know i hope that's true yeah <laughs> we'll find out right <laughs> yeah we'll find out more to follow right gotcha so let me ask you this uh what what in in all of what you've put together and what you've um what, what you've assembled and where you're still going what what what's the most exciting part of this where where where's the joy sparking from here is that for me or for sure, both of you let's start with you todd uh, so for me, right, it's going to be that first time turning it on a, a really good movie and doing some kind of demonstration where, you know, maybe, maybe like a Top Gun thing where I can hear the, the jets flying overhead yeah, the rumble, around right? and behind me, that type of stuff. Uh, I, I like to be enveloped in the sound, mm-hmm. you know, as close to theater as I can get for, for the space I have and, and the budget that I have. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to the picture. Yeah, with you know, the... I'm, I'm going from a 10-year-old system, and, um, <clears throat> you know, the one thing, I get, like, the halo effects when, when the screen is black. Oh, the blooming. black in the background. Yeah, I the get, blo- like, waves, you yeah. know, blacks and blues. I, I'm looking forward to seeing pitch black. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think you're going to be super thrilled with that C1. I, I've uh, I've seen the C1s and the G1s uh, on great price breaks. I tried to talk my sister and brother-in-law into a 77-inch G1. I think uh, they were closing them out at like 2,500 bucks, which I thought was a terrific. Deal. Yeah, that's what that's about what I just picked this one up for. Nice. So I'm happy, and I had to go 77-inch because my son has a 75-inch, so I just had to go a little <laughs> bit bigger. Well, I approve is on that, that uh, too. Is that an OLD? Um, the one I'm purchasing, uh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the next step up. Yeah, but you know what? I, I tell you what. I, again, I've got LCDs and I've got a couple OLEDs these days, plus the projector. And I tell you what, man, that the the LCDs, especially the ones with the 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 lighting kits behind them, the FALDs and stuff like that, they do a nice job. And if if you're not if you're not a pixel peeper, somebody like me, and again, I'm multiple kinds of colorblind. But I know what I like, and I've got the you know the ability to, to to buy a nice TV every once in a while. the The LEDs still do a nice job too. Well, you know, when that first came out, I thought they kind of looked weird. It was so sharp and so detailed. Oh, the OLEDs. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I hated the first one I saw in the store. I was like, this is I the was, dumbest thing I've ever seen. You know, and to watch something, you know, to watch Humphrey Bogart on someone like would just be <laughs> so weird. I don't. You know, yeah, we uh, we went through the same thing as well. Even with this ten-year-old system, um, things just didn't look right, right? Or because our minds are programmed to see things a certain way, and a lot of times, like furniture in the background, it, it just it it just didn't look correct because it was almost three-dimensional uh, yeah. to my brain. Yeah, it was uh, something was yeah. just a little bit off that it took a while to. Um, well, it's because like, they didn't make these movies. Yeah. For that right. kind of of a of a consumer 
They didn't, you know, you can see makeup lines. They do yeah. these transfers. You can see makeup lines on the on the actors and actresses. You can see stuff, you know, in picture that that the director and and the, and, the, and the video the filmographer never thought you'd see. Yeah, I remember right. watching Patton. We could see the actual fake uh, eyelash, not a fake uh, um, eyebrows he had on. Yeah. <laughs> so no. so. Um, Todd, with your basement, are you still thinking about going projector down there? Um, no, because we wound up we we took out the acoustical the old you know oh the drop ceiling out acoustical ceiling and we yeah. put in we did insulate in between okay. the basement and the main floor. Um, yeah, and we just thought well that's just too much work and and what I might have is uh, some movable furniture right instead of. Um, the nice comfy theater chairs that you have. Yeah. Something that something kind of easy to move around. So if we want to open up the space for something else, sure. We can do that. And, um, and like you said, the, the monitors are just getting so good now. I, I yep. couldn't rationalize, you know, hanging that in the ceiling and worrying about bulb life and all the other things that go along with that. Well, I bet a 77 or 80 inch TV would be perfect down there. I, I mean, I yeah. know you were thinking about doing the whole immersion thing with the projection. But if, if you're thinking 2023 for that, I bet you can find, I mean, the, the 97s are, are on the market now, and next year they'll be even bigger. So I, I bet you're going to find a panel in 2023 that'll work out perfectly for you. Yeah. Um, would you ever go back to projection, Dave? Yeah, I've had the room for it. And if I thought I was getting good bang for the buck, um, I would. But I'm, I'm very happy now. I mean... Uh, you know, you ask the question, you know, what's joyful? Joyful is watching Obi-Wan Kenobi on my 75-inch <laughs> TV in Dolby Digital Atmos. I yep. mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a lot of joy, right? I, I agree. And I, I, I still still contend we're in the golden age of TV right now. Uh, I just looked oh. at my backlog of TV shows that I haven't gotten around to, and I think there's close to yes. 20 on there. I just started the boys. I I'm three years behind on the boys. And so I, I know there's plenty of good stuff and yeah, with well, the, that's what's great about streaming. You could save stuff. Oh yeah. I'm saving uh, the, the newest, uh, newest installment of the expanse for the summertime when there's yep. nothing on. Yep. Uh, I think the expanse by the way, is the best science fiction I've ever seen on television. Oh, I, mean, I, I would agree with that too. I, I was uh, sad to see it end. I'm a I'm a diehard Star Trek fan, but the Expanse is that's Arthur C. Clarke and, and Heinlein writing that. I mean that that's just phenomenally good. I mean mm-hmm. I've had so many wow moments watching that show. So so that's a gem. You know, there's a lot of gems out there. That yep. Way. Yeah, and and that's the great thing about still still on things like Home Theater Forum is like somebody will ping something and it'll come to the top, and you're like. I never, never thought that that was uh, on my radar, and I'll go check that one out. You know, it's yeah. There, there's so many, you know, and you know, movies that are getting releases today that never had the exposure that they did. So that's where I find my joy is just ex- experiencing things that uh, you know finally get their season in the sun. You know. Yes. So, so Sam, how do you feel about um, watching a weekly episode compared to binging? That's a great question. You know, we we could probably do a whole show <laughs> on that. Um, I will say that I am a fiend for binging of things that are 
maybe I don't care about so much or don't want to talk about with the others. Like Game of Thrones, I want that to be an, a weekly episode and I want to be able to argue about it with, you know, 50 of my favorite friends online and off and see what happens the next week, right? Right. Something like um, Ozark, where I'm going to just absorb that over a weekend and I can watch, you know, six episodes of that or maybe Mad Men, something like that, that that's you know, that that's already over. I love being able to binge that. I think that there are, you know, they say horses for courses, right there. You know, there, the, the, the game of Thrones is, is a turf course, right? I want that to be, you know, pristine and, uh, you know, and, and to have some pomp and circumstance and there's stuff that, you know, I can just say, all right, I don't, I don't need this to be an event. Right. And so stranger things, right. That, that came out all at once. I don't know if that could have been done, you know, if that would have been better, you know. I, they split the season in half at least, right? So that you didn't absorb the whole thing. And so there's kind of a cliffhanger here. And I think Stranger Things is very bingeable. It, 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 it is, but how much more fun would that be to, to have gone a week at a time and to be able to talk with people the way that you are Obi-Wan and things like that? Oh, almost every episode's a cliffhanger. It's- yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I never thought of it from that perspective, Sam. Of where, where of are having you, the having the conversations right in between? Yeah. Where, where, um, where do you guys come down on it? Do, do you like binging, Todd? Um. So, so it's kind of like you said, right? Uh, some things I'll binge because. Uh, so, like one thing we got onto was uh, Ted Lasso. I, I oh didn't yeah. Watch it until yeah until I think the first season was already out, and we we got hooked on it and binged and like. Oh my gosh! Now we got to wait a year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and I think that's the bad part about it, right? Having mm-hmm. to wait so long. Yep. After you consume this big meal over a weekend, and then it's it's a year before you get to eat again. Mm-hmm. And um, one my wife and I are watching right now is The Old Man with Jeff Bridges on FX. Uh, oh, how is that? I, I I've just seen it, a couple people it, talk it is about fantastic. It. Yeah. Um, and we wish we could binge it, right? Oh. Because it it Right now, it seems like it's only a one-off. Like, you know, it's based on a book. Mm-hmm. So it might just be, you know, this one-time limited series. Yep. Maybe that's how I feel about it. If it's a one-time limited series, I'm all in for binging. But I still kind of like like that, the old school way of, hey, on Wednesday night or Thursday night or whenever the next episode drops, we got something to look forward to. Yeah. And And we don't have to wait 12 months, 15 months, sometimes, you know, 24 months in between seasons. What 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 about you guys' uh, work schedule? Are, are you going into an office on a regular basis, Dave and Todd? Let's start with Dave. I go into uh, I, I'm a I'm a boot fitter and a ski salesman, so I okay. I have Mondays and Tuesdays off, and uh, so yeah, I'm going into work every day. Do you have a regular night. crew that you talk about TV shows and movies with? Yes. Um, Yep, two or three of the guys, uh, younger guys, are into the newer shows, you know, Obi Wan mm-hmm. and, and all the shows, you know. And so we talk about. Them. What about you, uh, Todd? Are are you? Uh, I know you had a long commute at one point. What what's your situation there? Uh, yeah, so right now I'm still pretty much work from home. We haven't returned to the office full time yet. The building I'm in is under remodeling, so mm. it's extended my time. And 
even once I go back, it's uh, only going to be on site like maybe two days a week. I see. But yeah, there's a few shows that I watch. I have not seen the final Obi Wan yet, and I've got I've got friends after me like, hey, can you please watch this so we can <laughs> so talk, we about, can it. talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I've just been uh, busy lately and, and haven't caught up with that yet, which I want to. And uh, you know, but then after Dave mentioned it, maybe I want to wait till I get this new television. Yeah, set I, I and definitely watch it on, would. 77 inches instead of yep. uh, 45. So 46. do you do you guys think that bingeability is increased when when you have a, an office to go to? What do you think? Definitely, you know, um, you know. Or or do you think or or would you say that the episodic stuff makes you know the the office uh the 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 regular cadence of a an episodic thing works better for an office office discussion it does give you like todd said it gives you something to look forward to so, mm. you know i go home and, and uh oh there's a new seal team on tonight that's mm-hmm. awesome so um well it's the night after because i dvr everything but yeah yeah and as a group i know when when game of thrones was you know at its height on monday morning there was a little group gathering and you know we talk about uh, what happened the night before, what we think was going to happen, you know, the next mm-hmm. week. So, yeah, it's a big community thing. And and with the binging, right, when it's available there all the time, uh, sometimes you don't get to it right away. Yeah. Where it's not, um, but, you know, that, that that weekly episode drop where it becomes kind of like uh, must-see TV, you know, yeah. to borrow a term from the 80s. Um, <laughs> but it became an event, and it's kind of a, a cohesive thing socially. Yep, for sure. Yeah, I think that's kind of brought that back. Yep, for sure. So let, let me change the, the topic a little bit. Um, you guys have both mentioned that you're doing streams and downloads and rentals and uh, actual discs. How do you decide which one's which for you? Let's start with you, Dave. Uh, I'm not going to buy anything unless it's a big favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I used to buy DVDs on, on movies I hadn't even seen. Yep. But that were recommended. Uh, but now um, I could see myself buying used Blu-rays of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, the 4K stuff, um, yeah, I'll probably get the Lord of the Rings collection. And uh, uh, probably was looking at the Born, the Born collection. Certain collections yep. of things I know I'm going to watch several times. And, and a few favorite movies, you know, if... Uh, Lawrence of Arabia came out. Mm-hmm. Bridge over the River Kwai is out. If they ever do Jeremiah Johnson, I mean the scenic views and that are just uh, stunning. So sure. But uh, otherwise, so much stuff is available online that you know if I get an itch to see a movie, I may watch you know only one more time. I don't see a reason to buy it. Mm. How about you, Todd? Yeah. So for me, it's it's a hundred percent digital now. And okay. I, I still like the bargain hunt, though, right? I I know, um, and I made the mistake a couple of times. Like, um, I bought Black Widow as soon as it came out, <laughs> uh, and it was thirty bucks for the digital. And oh then, you know, no! And then thirty, forty days later, you know, it's down to like yes. ten or twelve bucks. Yeah. So so yep. I, I've learned <laughs> I've learned to be patient. It'll wait. And like right now, I you know I sent you a text the other day. The Batman. Yep. Is only about twelve ninety nine. Yeah. However, I've got HBO Max, so I can see it anytime I want. Mm-hmm. So why do I buy it? And I normally don't rent because when I look at the rental price compared to the purchase price, sometimes it's only a, a couple of dollars more. Yep. 
And I think, well, for two dollars more, I may as well own it forever. Right, but or, or it's a I time shift. It again. It, or it's a time shift. You're right. Right. If you're like, oh, if I wait three weeks, the rental price and the buy price will be the same. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you know the the way things are coming out so quickly now from the theater. Um, my wife and I are real selective about what we go see at the movies. Yeah. You know, the Batman came out, what, 45 days later. Now I know it would have been much better on a big screen in the dark with, with the super system, but I thought, well, for three hours, because yeah, it was, it's over three hours, right? Yeah. We can sit home. We can, we can take a break when we need to take a break, you know, get a snack, take a restroom break, that type of thing. And it's one of the ways to justify the expense of your home theater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's actually a great question. How often are you guys going to the movies, Todd? More- so we go a lot less now. Yeah. Um, the first movie uh, that got us back into the theater was James Bond. Okay. You know, that that was something that we yeah. wanted to go see. No time on the to big die. Screen. Right? Yeah. And then um, we saw um, we saw Spider-Man. Okay. And Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And then and then we really splurged. And went to see Top Gun Maverick okay. in IMAX. Nice. But it, it it takes a really big movie now to, to get us to go out to the theater. And, and part of it is uh, the audience we're with now. I, everybody's gotten so used to being, I guess, at home or watching mm. on screens. You know, a lot of people have their phones going. They're texting yep. during the movie. Like, what are you doing? Why don't you enjoy the movie? And, and it becomes very frustrating for me uh, with all the other distractions. Mm. You know, for me, you know, for all of us, right, growing up as kids... The movie was a big deal. Going to the yeah. theater was an event. And yeah. now it's not so much an event anymore. You know, people are making comments like they're sitting in their living room watching it. So, you know, I'd rather just be sitting in my living room with a nice sound system and a nice uh, display and not having to listen to, you know, everybody else and seeing seeing lights light uh phones light up with texts yeah. and things. You about the same, Dave? I could almost ditto what Todd said. I mean, I will I will go see a new Bond movie. Uh, I'll go see a new Star Wars movie. Uh, if there's a, a science fiction film that's gotten really good reviews, it's uh, spectacular, maybe I'll go see that. Maybe a Marvel. But uh, that's about it. But I live in the middle of nowhere. Gotcha. Um, we have a little theater here. It's not like, uh, it's not like the East Coast. It's, yeah. We don't have really nice theaters with nice seats and really well calibrated uh, video projectors and uh, digital audio mm-hmm. system we don't have that so yep. um if if we had that i might go a little more often but not gotcha. much again that's why i have a home theater yeah well and for, and for us sam um you know i was just talking about this with friends yesterday at dinner you, you have to plan to go to the movies now because around us uh, now we do have that that's a local theater that's very nice Mm-hmm. But if you go to any of the big chains, uh, you just can't show up anymore and get a ticket. You have to yep. pick a seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to buy it in advance. Hey, where do I want to set? Use an and app. Then, and unless you're a, a a member of their club, you pay a four or five dollar convenience fee. Yeah. So it's like really, oh, you, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You, you you pick your seats, and then you have to pay an extra five bucks because uh, they did you the favor of letting you go online. Yeah. Uh, unless you belong to a club and then that's a you know that's another monthly fee like maybe yeah $10 and oh and no you get it's those fees away. it's 17.99 for my a list but i get to see as many imax and, and dolby and they're still going to make you watch 35 minutes of commercial 
Yes. Exactly. Yeah. But I actually <laughs> showed up late and missed the first five minutes of Lightroom. So I was expecting there to be a half hour worth of trailers, and there was less than 15. So I I got screwed on that. Just just when you plan for it to be a half hour of trailers, they I'm not they, even they talking around. about I'm talking about Pepsi commercials. Oh, yeah. Commercials. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't believe oh, yeah. it. Just, yeah. I'm paying yeah, you, you made me pay to watch commercials. I can't. You 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 are preaching to the choir. I've been screaming about that since 1992, and nobody listens well, to we me. Well, we started with Divix, and then oh we, yeah, and we got rid of Divix, and we got rid of Forest Trailers, yeah. and we got original theatrical release and yeah. decent transfers, and and now it's swinging around again. Well, it's, one one of the things that aggravated me after like almost two years of not being in a movie theater, they were showing the same commercials. They were showing, you know, before the pandemic. Like, yep. Couldn't they have made some? Uh, couldn't they made a new Eminem peanut commercial? I was gonna say you, you, know, I, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I gotta say, if I see that Eminem blow up one more time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, last question for you guys: What has been the biggest frustration for you guys? Um, are you frustrated at all with the state of HDMI, with having six different remotes or something different? We'll go with you first, Dave. Um, I don't know what's frustrating. I don't have to have too many remotes. Uh, the Roku turns on the TV, and uh, sometimes it turns on the AVR. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> uh, There's a frustration for you. The CEC doesn't always work. But... Um, it's just I, I'm frustrated because I can't tell uh, if I'm getting a 4K stream on mm. video. And uh, according to Todd, you can't really tell even if your AVR is telling you you're getting Dolby Digital Atmos. It may not be real Dolby Digital Atmos. Yeah. And, uh, I think there should be some kind of verifiable standard or something. I, I don't know. Well, I will tell you that is one one area that Apple does better than anybody. If if they say that it's 4K, it really is 4K, and if they say it's Atmos, Atmos. But uh -huh. but 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 I I'm with you. And Todd Irwin has been doing an absolute bang up job of holding those companies to account. Uh, if something's not right, he's he's on it and has been sending them uh, email and trying to get stuff stuff fixed so so kudos yeah, to todd threads, for that uh, yeah. his threads frustrated about streaming yeah like streaming frustrations one. yeah that's it yeah yeah and uh, it's terrible because i looked it up there is actually a standard uh decided on by the industry but evidently nobody pays any any attention <laughs> to it whatsoever you yep. know uh, because they've never you know there should be a standard uh you know so you don't have to adjust your your tint from nbc to abc yep uh, it should it should be a broadcast standard, so uh, you don't have to do that because that c can be very frustrating. Yeah. Uh, if you know, especially again, if if you're not in a major market, I'm not in a major market. They may not have the best equipment, or they may just not have the best technicians, or they may be lazy and they yeah. and you don't get what you know you could be getting. I saw that in Connecticut between Connecticut stations and New York stations. Uh, New York stations almost always had a better better uh, video feed yeah for sure and uh, uh, but the area that you're in you're still able to get pretty decent broadband though right so trying to yes i do broadband so I, yeah. I don't even want i don't have cable hooked up to anything yeah um i don't the tv shows i watch are all on paramount so gotcha I don't even, 
you know, and as I said, I watch baseball and <laughs> there's, and, there's appointment TV for you. There's no binge in baseball. No, there's no binge in baseball. And man, baseball is so awesome this year. There's so many good teams. Oh, yeah. Yankees are just so good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when that ha- works out for you. And it happens a lot for the Yankees for sure. It did. You know, I remember the 98 season. I probably watched at least 120 other games. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, 98, 90, since the first World Series in 96, it, uh, I watched their games. I haven't watched as many games this year. Um, I don't think they have the same cohesion as the 98. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're certainly uh, hitting some home runs. Nice. You know, Judges is is ahead of Maris. Um as far as games played and home runs hit. Wow. Now, I, I got to admit, I I have kind of uh, declared bankruptcy on most sports, so I, I'm glad to hear that uh, at least a few of you diehards are, are still digging it. Yeah, Sam, so we, we if we watch sports, a lot of times I record them, I DVR them. So oh, <laughs> maybe you are binging sports then. <laughs> yeah, I, That's I, tough. I, uh, I, I used to really enjoy baseball as my favorite sport as a kid, but I just, the games are just too long. I just can't, mm. I just can't take it anymore. So. Too many commercial breaks, but, uh, I'm sorry, but, you know, you know, back here inside the booth, uh, has gone way downhill. I think mm. uh, I'm not, you know, you, I'm sure you're going to edit all this out, but I'm not a big Mike K fan. You know, I don't even know who that is, to be honest with you. Sorry. He's he's the announcer for the the Yes Network. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't watched baseball on broadcast in two years. You know, I mean, 98 season, I think Bobby Mercer was the head head announcer. You know, he played the game for the Yankees. So, yeah. And the commercials and the metrics and statistics and Mm. and, uh, they're getting away from the game some a bit. Gotcha. Todd, you had something to say about frustrations? Oh, so my my frustration is definitely with the number of remote controls. I know I texted you about it a few mm. times. Um, you know, I was going through it, and, and part of it's part of it's my fault, right? Because I haven't upgraded my television. I don't have a smart TV, but so I need a remote to turn on the cable box, which will turn on the TV. But if I want to watch anything on Apple, I got an Apple box, so that's a remote. Then I have a remote remote for the uh, amp to turn that on. Yep. So I can get my surround sound, and I even have to use the television remote so I can change uh, the source. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's like four or five remotes. We we keep them in a little basket. Yeah. You know, on a table by the by the couch, and you know, I run through just to put on a movie. I run through three or four remotes. So uh, again, I'm hoping with this upgrade that if I can get down to two remotes, I'll probably be ecstatic. Um, you know, one. <laughs> One might have to do turn on the cable, and mm-hmm. then the other one to run uh, the sound equipment. Right. But I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping they're all smart enough. I can tie it all in, and maybe I'm just pushing a button on the one remote. Well, I'm going to be interested to find out if you can even tolerate uh, cable TV on a TV that nice. So my my frustration is is how poor the quality is, even on FiOS. Uh, just the the broadcast stations just do not hold up to the streams anymore. No, no, not for me. Um, do you guys well, yeah, have... it's funny you mention that, uh, Sam, because uh, so an, a show we like is The Blacklist. Okay, and we watched we watched it one night on I think it was coming on Friday, and then the next day it was like on a digital thing, and I turned on the same episode, 
and and my wife came in. You know, I thought it looked a lot better, right? But I I, th- I knew what I was doing. Uh, you know, I knew I was looking at a, something different. So you know, you kind of fool yourself sometimes with your minds. Oh, this looks better because it's digital. Yeah. And and then my wife came in. And she says, "Why does that picture look so much better than last night?" <laughs> so so it was you know yep. like like when you stream that movie and none of us you know saw a difference. My wife walked in and saw a definite difference yep. over streaming that picture from what we had broadcast on cable the night before. Yep. It makes a difference. It really does to have good quality sources for sure. So Garbage in, garbage out. That's what we always go. used to say. Same as it ever was for sure. And uh, You're right, Sam. It's, it's frustrating. Well, hopefully Apple comes in and solves Todd's uh, solution. Todd's. Yeah. I, I think I yeah I I don't know that anybody could be at the center of everything to 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 solve that multi remote thing, but I don't, I don't think know. even Does Apple Bobby has. Still make uh, remotes? They they do, and I've tried three different ones, and I've thrown them away each time. <laughs> I, I, there are folks on home theater forum who swear by them. I I can't. You you actually have to be an evil genius, mad scientist to to, to get it all working. I think so. Uh, you know, another thing you mentioned was like the multiple uh, HDMI and USB standards. Yep. Uh, I, I've read that over in the European Union, uh, they're going to force manufacturers to come to one standard. Yep. Which I, I'm not against at all because, help. you know, it just makes no sense to me why we have to have what? so he, many different things. And, you know, Apple's got their own lightning connector sure. thing. Well, here, um, here's my problem with that, Todd. Mm-hmm. You, you You make a standard like that. And how do you ever get better than that standard, right? So Apple's gone from a 30-pin connector to a Lightning to USB-C. And people complain every time, oh, I got to change all my cables. I got to change all my things. But without those changes, you couldn't you know, ever get all the goodness that comes from those upgrades. So how do you, how do you navigate that? You're stuck, you're stuck in 2022 forever. If if your country tells you you have to keep supporting USB C or whatever, well, yeah, it, it's a fair point, right? But but sometimes I think as a consumer we feel like uh, they're just changing this to get us to spend more money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as a technologist, I, I, realize, I, I disagree. <laughs> we, we, we don't realize what the goodness is. Yeah, you know, like every time they change something in Windows, um, you know, when I'm trying to type a document and they've moved something in the banner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's it, I'm still just typing a document, and it it doesn't matter that they've tweaked something, and it's just frustrating on the consumer end. Like you said, when I got a, I've got five different devices, and I got yeah. five different cables. It's a little frustrating. Todd, just and, just this once, I'm going to forgive <laughs> you for talking about Microsoft and <laughs> Apple in the same sentence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, those are all great points, guys, and we will keep our eye on it. But this has been an absolute great conversation, and uh, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show. And I know that you have said that you're going to play a little game with us, right? Oh, absolutely. All right. So it's time for Good, Bad, and Ugly. Good, Bad, or Ugly. So let's see. We've got three players tonight. Everybody knows where I stand. But you guys don't know each other from Adam, so let's uh, let's start with you, Todd. What's your, what's your good, bad, or ugly um, okay. title? Um, so the title is Measure of a Man. Uh, it, it came out in 2018. Okay. And I know you said 
when we talked about it, it's like maybe we can come up with something obscure. I, I don't know that this was a real popular movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's the synopsis. Hang on one second. Here. First of all, Dave, have you seen this movie? I have never heard of it. Okay. Um, Todd, uh, you, before you give a synopsis, tell us who's the lead actor? Actors. Uh, um, Actresses. So the, the lead actor is a young man named Blake Cooper. Okay. Uh, there's also Donald Sutherland's in it, Luke okay. Wilson, and Judy Greer. Those mm. are some of the names you might know. Okay. Uh, the young man, Blake Cooper, um, doesn't have a real long list of credits behind him. Okay. But, uh, so would you like a synopsis now? Yeah, yeah, just tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so it's uh, during the summer of 1976, bullied 14-year-old Bobby experiences a turning point summer during his annual torturous family vacation at Ronson Lake. Here he meets an older doctor who takes him under his wing and teaches him how to stand up for himself. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to... So, two things. One, you did not write that synopsis, right? No, 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 no. That's the synopsis. Right, <laughs> that's right off of uh, when I purchased it on in the, in the Apple library. Okay. So Don, uh, Donald Sutherland's uh, doc, the doctor, uh, he takes this young man in. Not takes him in. He... he um, He's doing yard work for him mm -hmm. while they're summering at, at this, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, dirty dancing when people just went someplace for the summer and stayed sure. there for a couple of months. I don't know who those folks would be. I, I, didn't, I never knew any of those folks growing no. up. But uh, so, so the, you know, the young man um, is doing work for the doctor, taking care of the lawn, cleaning gutters, that type of thing. But then, you know, the side stuff, he has some problems with his older sister there's a young woman, you know, that he's has affections for, and then of course you have uh, the townies that don't like the summer people coming in and waving their money around. Okay, so, now you know, hold it's, on, it's, now hold on, now, because now now we're getting some pitchforks. So uh -oh. so Dave, no, one thing you might not know is that the town that he's talking about, Rumson, is literally the next town over from Navisink where Todd and I grew up. So. Okay. You're talking about Navisink and Rumson townies. Now I'm thinking about well, grabbing no. a pitchfork. <laughs> so I, I don't think it's actually there, right? It's not. I, I think I think it's just a coincidence that the place was called Rumson Lake because okay. it doesn't look like anything that I am in. Okay, I don't even think there is a lake in Rumson. There might be a pond. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, mm. there's a river, right? Navisink River. Yeah. So what? Oh, now we're getting pitchforks. Say that again. Okay. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> it, it's not the Navasink River. It's the Navasink River. Oh, Navasink. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not from Jersey originally. So. I know that's how we track you people. Yeah. <laughs> all so right. It's it, it's kind of the typical coming of age story. Okay. All right. Given all that, Dave, do you think that Todd found this movie good, bad, or ugly? I think he found it good. You think so, huh? So Donald Sutherland. Uh, is a uh, a good uh, indicator that I can't think of too many bad movies that he's been in. Don't know this young man, and you said it was Luke Wilson? Yes. Luke Wilson, is he a cameo or is he a main player? Um, it, It's not a cameo, but it's certainly a secondary position. Okay. And he's... Because he's, he's the father to the young man, and then Judy okay. Greer is his mother. So, you know, in a lot of these movies, the, the, the parents are... You know, the parents have their role to play, but it's not usually the major role. Right, right. Parents just don't understand. All right, I'm going to come down on bad for this one, Todd, and I'm sure you're going to 
turned my world upside down. Was this movie good, bad, or ugly? So I actually thought it was good. Okay. And here's why. Uh, so so when I started watching it, I thought, oh, this thing's going to have all the typical stereotypes, turning points. And it mm-hmm. did have some of the, the stereotypes, but there were also some twists that I, I just didn't see coming. And I, I don't want to say too much. And, you know, I'd like to you know, encourage people to, to see other things. Um, so there was some cliched stuff, but there was some stuff that I was just 100% certain was going to be cliched. And then it went another way. So it kind of surprised me. And Donald Sutherland is always fantastic yep. in whatever he does. And uh, the, the young man in it, Blake Cooper, was very good as well. Okay. So I, I was um, pleasantly surprised and entertained by it. And you said this, you found this on Apple TV? I did, on iTunes? yes. Yeah. In the bargain bin. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll give it a look. All right. Now for something completely different. Dave, why don't you tell us the title of your movie? And uh, don't tell us whether you thought it was good or bad. Just tell us a little bit about it. Okay. My movie is The Contractor. It stars Chris Pine. Let's see. That's uh, Keith O'Sullivan is in it. He's an uncredited part. Hmm. Chris Pine plays a special forces soldier who's forced out from the military. And to pay his family bills, he becomes a private contractor with uh, one of those firms. Sure. And goes over to Europe and pulls off a job and it doesn't go well. Come back to the United States and kind of like uh, every action movie. (laughs) Okay. So this sounds very much like the, um, what was the woman that was in Transformers? Uh, uh, Oh, geez. Why can't I think of her name? That she just had, like where she was a, a special forces contractor kind of thing. Oh, something Fox. Um, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah, she yeah. she was in something similar, and that was actually better than I think it deserved to be. Uh, but Todd, I'm going to give you first crack at saying whether this was good, bad, or ugly. Okay. Well, I'll just so I haven't seen it, but I'll okay. base on what I know about Chris Pine. I haven't seen all of Chris Pine stuff, mm-hmm. but but all of the Chris Pine stuff I've seen, he, he usually picks pretty good movies to be in. So I will say good. All right, so this was actually in theaters for like a hot minute, um, and um, I don't rem- I mean, I, I've had a subscription, and uh, somehow I missed this one, um, which is not a good sign, but I agree, Chris Pine does good work. Sounds like a Stuff Blows Up Good movie. Uh, I'm just going to be contrarian and say that this was bad, too. What do you think, Dave? You're both right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was so good it was bad or it was so bad it was good. Well, uh Chris Pine was totally miscast. He looks like he weighs about 150 pounds in this movie. <laughs> and uh he just doesn't look the part of mm. a special ops soldier. Yeah. He looks like uh it was a well-made movie, very high uh production standards, a good script, uh good acting, good action, good editing. Um Chris Pine was miscast. He he should be like uh, Captain Kirk. <laughs> no, he could be. Uh, he could do Cary Grant type. Oh, okay. Uh, that... He would, you know, he could play a spy like Cary Grant played uh-huh, a spy, okay. not like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sure. A spy. So he shouldn't and, be like a born guy either. No, and and, and the movie was, mm. you know, had some action scenes that were close in quality to born. It had a DTS X mix that was uh, fantastic. Okay. 
Well, it's so, been it's been on my list to to pull down when it hits like eight bucks on iTunes. So I will definitely give it a give it a watch. Yeah, you know this is a dollar fifty, well, dollar ninety nine uh, Blu Ray rent from. Redbox, oh, nice. But, okay. Oh, and the uh, the was it a Blu Ray or a four K disc? A uh, Blu Ray. And it was a Blu Ray that had DTSX. That's pretty cool. I didn't know they were even doing that. It that's what it was. Yeah. That's great uh, news. Awesome. I was very impressed with the mix. It was the first one new movie I saw on my new system in it. Okay. TSX. I might be better than Dolby Digital Atlas. Oh, now those are fighting words. Now those are fighting words, aren't they? <laughs> I do. I do like DTSX, but I don't think it's better than Dolby. Uh, it was more immersive than anything I've heard in Dolby at. Okay. Well, I'm See, gonna I'm gonna have to listen to this now. So uh, you're going to have to listen to this, Sam, okay. I thought the mix was exceptional. Okay. Well, I like stuff blowing up good, and I like uh, you know, surround sound. So DTSX uh, uh, has not uh, gotten as wide as I would like, so I will definitely spend the 8 bucks to get this. <laughs> All right, which brings me to something completely different, which is 1967's In the Heat of the Night. Uh, starring Rod Steiger and uh, Mr. Sidney Poitier. Have either of you guys seen this movie? Yes. All right. Uh, you Todd? know, I don't know if I've ever seen it all the way through. All right. So, Todd, uh, I, I'll give you a brief synopsis. Sidney Poitier is um, picked up at a local police station and hauled in for a murder that he obviously did not commit. And it takes the police about 20 minutes to figure out that uh, he's a policeman himself and, and not a drifter going through town, as if his three-piece suit didn't give it away. Uh, Rod Steiger, I thought, was played by Carol O'Connor in this movie. When I, uh, when I, when I rolled it, I, I saw... That was a TV series. <laughs> so and it occurred to me afterwards that Carol O'Connor played the Rod Steiger part in the Heat of the Night TV series, which I probably never actually saw, but saw a million commercials for when I was a kid. And I want to tell you, Rod Steiger and Carol O'Connor could be twins if <laughs> if you were to just base it upon this movie. So that was interesting. Um, and I'm not going to tell you whether I thought it was good or bad. So let's go with you, Todd. What do you think? Okay, so this is a tough one, right? Because... It's a classic, but I've seen a lot of classics, you know, after hearing about them for years and years and years, and you go, that was a classic? That didn't hold up, right? Right, right. Um, and I won't name any of those because I'll, I know I'll get a lot of pitchforks <laughs> on some of the things where I go, wow, okay, yeah. I just don't get why this is yeah. so beloved. Um, but from what I remember seeing of this and, you know, of course, that famous they call me mr tibbs line yes um I, i'm gonna say you said it was good okay what do you think dave you're you're gonna say it was good you think it's some, it's some <laughs> of the uh both actors best work mm -hmm. uh, it yeah. is a classic yeah uh, so so steiger actually won the best actor for yeah. oscar uh over poitier who was also nominated for guess who's coming to dinner for the same year the film did win best doc best picture oscar and uh is universally credited as having advanced the civil rights movement for a number of reasons uh poitier's poise and demeanor in the 
face of adversity is yeah. uh, an absolute role model. His about three quarters of the way through the movie, he actually slaps a white man, which yes. shocked uh, the audiences of the time. Uh, and um, the music is by Quincy Jones, and it literally spawned thousands of copycats by putting blues music and jazz into into movies and as i was sitting there watching this movie i'm going is this in the heat of the night or is this midnight run cuz <laughs> it could have been the same music and um buddy movie kind of deal that was going on uh, i i love this um which makes it such a disappointment to say that the awesome Kino um, two-disc pack comes with a 4K of this, which looks great. Still a lot of green. It's a 1967 movie with a lot of night scenes. It's going to be green. They've captured every bit of green that was ever part of this film. But on disc number two, they have the movie, They Call Me Mr. Tibbs, and something called The Organization or something like that. And oh my God, I had to turn off They Call Me Mr. Tibbs after 15 minutes because it was a bad episode of Columbo. It was, it was nowhere near the regal excellence of In the Heat of the Night. So, uh, so the it's just a money grab. I, I don't know what. Man, it, it literally looks like it was off of a Columbo set. And a wow. I don't know. Maybe Columbo... Um, pattern i i don't know that that which came first but they literally look know. identical colombo hasn't aged well I you don't think so watch, yeah no i tried to watch a couple episodes because i loved it mm -hmm. and it, oh i it did too very very 70s yeah the well, i don't cars, know hairdos the clothes mm. not in a good way i i don't have a problem with that it's just that the structure never changes right it's always like oh it's, let me ask you one more question and here comes well, everything tumbling out that. I mean, he made yeah. that work. Yeah. I mean, he's that character is famous as Hercule Parole. And mm. well, the one thing that I can't talk too much about is that there's actually a subplot in um, in the Heat of the Night. Again, 1967, six years before Roe v. Wade, but there is actually a um, kind of an abortion type subplot that's part of this that comes in almost from out of nowhere halfway through the movie. And uh, it was almost spooky just how prescient it was and how how much it relates to today and what, what you know the, the political animus that we've got going on right now. So, again, don't want to harp on that and can't talk about it too much on Home Theater Forum and Home Theater United. But it is worth noting that, you know, it was on their minds in 1967, and it it's a... It's a product of their time because it, it's almost like a, you know, a, a ship in a bottle from just before Roe hit, you know, just a couple of years later. So it's kind of interesting there. But the whole movie was universally excellent. And I, I've always loved Poitier. I, I can't name more than a couple of the movies that I've seen him in, but he's he's always just just a class act and and Absolutely uh, class not act. not only classy but also strong and masculine and. Um, you know, just just a, a, a great actor. You, you can almost feel the rage bubbling below the surface there, despite, you know, putting on the brave face on the top of it. And 
again, that, that kind of speaks for, you know, a whole generation of people. Um, and, uh, you know, that just to put that all on his shoulders is not fair at all, but it, it's, he, 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 he was amazing, you know? And so I, I really appreciated watching that. Well, that's all I've got, gentlemen. I thank you both for coming on and joining me tonight. But that's going to do it. Yeah, thank you, Sam. I've really enjoyed this. That's going to do it for this episode. And I I definitely appreciate you sticking through some of the stickiness with uh, the new Roadcaster. But we made it work. We've got our outro song going here now. I've learned a lot. And hopefully uh, this episode is helpful to people coming into the hobby. I definitely encourage uh, you to get involved in Home Theater Forum. And uh, we'll definitely pick you guys' brains at a future future episode you guys have any final words todd let's go with you oh, just thanks uh, i had a great time uh, i really appreciate being invited on uh my pleasure having you what about you dave uh same here thanks for having me on uh it was a lot of fun and if you haven't seen to serve with love that oh okay that'll be my next one after the contractor <laughs> well, highs uh, and lows and sneakers as well sydney Poirier's and that with Robert okay Redford. And, and I, I also have on my list to watch Guess Who's Coming to Dinner because I, I, oh my I, I have n- never actually seen that. So Spencer uh, Tracy, Catherine yeah, Hepburn, and yeah, Sydney. Yeah, I mean, oh. yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much. We'll do it again. Thanks okay, for joining can, us. Can, uh, can we hang on and talk after this is over? Sure can. Sure can. Just go on mute. And when I pull the music down, we'll talk again. All right. Mute now. All right. Thanks, guys. Good night, Home Theater United listeners. Thanks to our host at Home Theater Forum. You guys are awesome. Thanks for joining in. (laughs) I had to wait for that one. (laughs) 